Welcome to Sport Faith Life with Brian Bolt and Chad Carlson, two guys who came together with one common purpose, to think deeply about sport and faith. They are sports scholars, they're coaches, and they're competitive athletes, or at least they were. And together, they've created Sport Faith Life, a conversation that meets at the intersection of sport and faith. Welcome to Sport Faith Life. I'm Brian Bolt, and I'm here with my co-host, Chad Carlson. And we are continuing our series on the fruits of the Spirit and the seven deadly sins, and as they relate to sport. And we've made a significant run through both of them. And so I'd say we're in the home stretch here, Chad. We've uh, gone through a long number of Fruits of the Spirit and Seven Deadly Sins. And uh, it's been, each time that we do this, pretty illuminating. It's been helpful for us to start the conversation. And then it's always helpful for me to hear what you have to say. Uh, And today, we are going to tackle a Fruit of the Spirit and it is patience. Love, joy, peace, patience. And as we think about patience, there are a number of different directions we could go. I think this one connects to sport pretty well when we start thinking about just the action of sport, the process of sport. And so I I imagine there'll be a number of fairly easy connections when we think about patience. But as always, there's times that new information pops up, and so this will be interesting to see which direction it goes. You know, I think I'll start here. As I think about patience, I think about time, uh, and uh, a lot has been written about time. And and I'm not sure I I, I want to uh, focus on time, but I think it ought to be mentioned. The idea that uh, we're constantly um, bombarded with a clock in in many ways in our lives. We have um, deadlines, commitments. We're always feeling like we're behind. And, And maybe this is just a product of Western society. We're always in a hurry. In fact, it's almost a virtue. Uh, to say to people, man, I'm busy. I've got a lot going on here. And so patience does uh, reference in some ways a respect for time. And I think we'll come back to that a little bit later, but I, I wanted to push the word a little bit further and think about it in a different way maybe to start. And it has a little bit more to do with Maybe uh, another phrase that that is outdated, but it's one that's uh, been been used in my past, and it's called long-suffering. Long-suffering. And I'm not sure exactly uh, if you've heard that before, but long-suffering gives us this idea that um, patience is not only uh, needed, it's required. And the process of patience is not going to be super pleasant. Long-suffering. I mean, why do we want to suffer for a long period of time? And this idea of suffering and enduring is connected to patience. There's something that we have to wait for. There's something we have to get through, hopefully to get to something good on the other side. And we can think of that a number of ways in sport. One of the most immediate ones is the idea of injury. When you play sport, typically you're going to have aches and pains and something maybe more catastrophic, something that uh, takes you out of the game for a long period of time. 
And you'll often hear uh, people talk about that process of rehabilitation, that process of getting better, and sometimes feeling like I am ready to go. I feel like I'm ready to go. But the doctors or the athletic trainers say, you're not quite ready. There's a healing time and a patience that's required to get yourself back to the, the opportunity to play. And so, and when we hear about that, we, we think about it almost as an overcoming. We think about it as um, a, sort, a sort of heroic path of being able to endure, maintain your sort of sanity and, and uh, patience as you walk through the process of getting better. The other thing that pops into my head along this lines is uh, when the Olympics comes around every four years, if you watch on any of the standard networks, what you get are stories, stories about athletes, right? And so that's one of the things that the, the Olympic coverage is famous for, this idea of going behind the scenes and looking at the process it took. And many of those stories are really, in, in some ways, overcoming or tragic kinds of stories where somebody has uh, something happened to them, it really derails their efforts as an athlete, and they have to be patient, they have to wait. They have to perhaps wait even more for four more years to get another opportunity to go to the Olympics. And so when I think about patience, uh, time popped into my head. But at the same time, I think about this idea of almost enduring or suffering. And so, Chad, I'll start there. What do you think about when you think about patience and sport? Well, I'm, I'm struck by a lot of struck by a lot of what you said now, now, especially that, especially that related to long suffering, long suffering, and there's there's a sense in which a sense in which patience and sport intuitively, intuitively, much more so than much more so that we've discussed that we've discussed, and so there's hands there. I think that leads us into leads us into a bit more a bit more easily add another add another topics. Um, Long suffering is that which movies are made of, right? Are made of, right? It's it's the idea that it's the idea that overcome. It may have taken a long time and a great deal of effort. Great deal of effort. And so, there's something that's uh, there's there's a Disney like feel in some ways to this. Um, when we think about patience as being you know waiting to be able to overcome something, that overcome something, something that overcome something, but. As you mentioned, um, so often patience is what we have to live with before we just get back to normal. To normal. Also, in the world of sport, Olympic sports, obviously, obviously, uh, the Olympics like said, this four-year period, where a period, where as we and then they have to be either at their biggest stage, right time, right time. I'm thinking about so many sports that we focus on during the Olympics, where. Where athletes have to spend so much have time, so much time because their bodies aren't, their bodies aren't, so they can't, and so they can't at the peak. like a sprinter, you are, you are um, trying to run, trying to roll out as fast as you can, and if there's any little tweak in the hamstring or anywhere else in the body, you know, you just can't. You know, you just can't. I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about golf or basketball, golf or basketball, or two numbers that are number two of us, the two of us. If I have a little tweak in my hamstring, I can still draw. I can still go out and play a decent game of basketball. Play a decent game of basketball. Or I imagine, or I imagine, play a decent game of golf. Right? Golf. Right? Um, 
because there's a because there's a there's sort of a, um, sort of a an object manipulation object there that really is the ultimate thing in that sport. But when we're thinking about running events, running about swimming events, swimming about um, other events where you're just sort of using your body's physical strength and endurance to the max, any little um, negative negative right, is going to lead right, to a great patient just waiting for that little naggy thing to go away rehabilitate it away it just seems like that just seems like such a, an appropriate example that you gave when talking about patients talking about patients yeah and i think when i get to uh this idea of patience and then uh, push it just a little bit further i i look at it through my coach lens and my uh, coaching is often about being patient, waiting for an athlete to develop, uh, and waiting in such a way that that you know there's so much you can do as a coach. There's a certain line that you can get to as a coach, but ultimately, much of it comes from the athlete, and it can't really be forced or coerced. And that, to me, is a whole new perspective on patience. This idea of yielding control. Uh, it it uh, kind of ties to this whole idea of the way God made us. I mean, God made us in such a way that he, I mean, it was a major act to yield control in that process. God, in some ways, uh, created us with uh opportunity to go the wrong direction, to have agency and have choice. And given that, we see what's happened in the world. We've seen that that was a, a high level of risk, and it could have been done another way. You could have made this world in a different way, one that is more compliant, but certainly not one that, that yields love. Love always needs to be voluntary. And so in this case, waiting, just think of the patience of God, waiting uh, for um, many, well, in, in the Old Testament, the, the Israelite nation to turn from its ways, to change, but also waiting for that introduction of, of Jesus Christ and the redemption of the world. The, the idea that there is a certain forced control that is counter to patience. Patience requires that you not only wait for something, but you also accept in some ways that it's not totally in your control. And it's, um, it's going to be an opportunity for you to sort of, in some ways, follow along. And so as a coach, you're waiting, you're in some long suffering, particularly with some uh, athletes, as they they don't make turns that you hope they would, that you expect they would, and this isn't. Sometimes it's frustrating when they don't do that athletically, and and we get that as coaches they don't they don't don't perform in that way. But really, that's not the deep frustration. Often, the deep frustration is when they don't make those turns um, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, uh, commitment, maturity, those sorts of things that you. You think you'll see over time, but you, each athlete is different. Each athlete uh, requires a certain level of patience from all of us to be able to um, allow them to move in a certain direction. And then you learn to come alongside and develop 
So I do think uh, there, there's a new element in there, not just the suffering and the waiting, but I do think control is a, is a major factor here. And if we can think about patience as an opportunity to practice yielding control, much like, much like God has, a yielded control in a way that um, really isn't comfortable. In many cases, not comfortable. We want to, we're, we're creatures that want control of things. And just think about how often we, we think if we just do one more thing, we'll get control. And it's always so elusive, right? We, don't, we never quite get to that level. So I think it's true in sport. It's true in life. Uh, what do you think about that, that idea? You know, um, you know, um, when my experience is coaching, um, you know, I spent a number of years, you know, I spent a number of years with JV college men's basketball. What this means is I would have a new crop of first year players every year, every year. And I would only have them for one year before they either varsity the next year or, um, or don't. And then they're sort of done. They're sort of done. Program. That's the program. It is. That's the way it is. And so this idea of control, I think, is related to um, the patience of getting the team every year in the team A, 15 guys never having played together before, and not being particularly not being excited, particularly about, excited about being on varsity, being on varsity, them to point B at the end of the season when they're playing together, like playing together, like functioning, actually functioning like a team in a way that, in a way that the type of players, the type of players that would want to varsity. So I had a lot of experience so I had a lot going through that as I think about that, as I think about the patient that during those five months every season. I knew it was going to be good by the end of the year. Always what? Always got to the point where we were a we were a we were a good we were a good and in order to get in order to get there, which was I never really felt like it was fully under my control or like I really knew what I was doing. But the big thing that I had to remind myself day in and day out is stick to the script to the script. What I did have control over was what we did every day, developing habits that I thought would lead to the type of team that we wanted at the end of the season. So while I didn't really know what I was doing and I couldn't, be in control of every player's personality and willingness to be a part of the team and what we wanted and we wanted to help the culture. I did feel like I had control over what happened every single day. And I think there's something to be said for that related to patience. That part of what patience is, is, I think, being disciplined enough, disciplined enough, be doing what you need to do or doing the right thing day in and day out that will then lead to lead to uh, the, outcomes, uh, the outcomes that we want. You know, it's that idea. I think you uh, kind of described the sport process quite well. And it's interesting that what I have found is that sometimes you will um, either get worse or stay in a, in a certain place or uh, potentially take the risk that things won't work out for a longer-term purpose. So the short-term might yield some immediate results. You might be able to to get some um, some performance, some compliance, some um, maybe team unity that, that that's not that strong through some some short term measures that sort of circumvent the process, right? And then you get to a certain place uh, more quickly. But a longer term purpose is requires patience and some messiness it requires the the ability to kind of uh, suffer under some imperfectness 
um, maybe some some play that is ragged or, or maybe some some sort of team dynamics that don't uh, really pull everything together. And sometimes you have to do that. You're, you're making decisions about things like that in isolation. You're making them uh, as a coach and you're saying, um, you guys might not, not all understand, but I need you to, inst- so I, I'm getting to this word, you, I need you to trust. And in some ways, when we think about patience, we get to this place of trust. And in many ways, that's what God is saying to us over and over again. I have a bigger picture plan in mind. I have a full story already written. Uh, you don't know it all, but I'm asking you to be patient. I need you to be patient. Um, and I'm teaching you. I'm teaching you to be patient. And in, in sport, that, that could happen over the length of a season. You know, seasons, sport is, is great because it has sort of these really bounded parameters, right? There's an opening day, and then there's a culminating event, and then there's things in between. But sport goes much beyond that, right? It's year to year. It's season to season. It's uh, sort of life cycle to life cycle when you think about uh, how teams develop, how players develop. And so even though it has these parameters, it comes around again the following year. You change if, if you stay with it as a coach. Players change. Uh, and it's tempting to take the, tor- the short-term route. It's tempting to try to solve the problem immediately in a space. And, and sometimes it's, it's, it's a matter of what are you going to demand from someone? What are the disciplines that you're going to require? Who are you going to hold on to who doesn't meet a standard? And so that's just an interesting thing where a, a player may not meet a standard, but for some reason, um, what you do is you're, you're, you're bearing with that person as they continue to develop. Uh, that's been probably the most satisfying thing to me as a coach, the, the idea that this person was, if anybody would have looked, would not have been a performer uh, at, a, at this level, and many people would have let them go. And so the idea of, of nurturing along people, getting them to a certain place, getting them to believe in themselves, developing them, and then ultimately a performance or a satisfaction in that performance that um, is t- so totally unexpected. And, and there are biblical stories like that over and over and over again of sort of that unexpected uh, moment where... Uh, in someone's uh, forbearing, long-suffering, or patience, some some fruit comes from that opportunity. So I, I think in sport, too, I think of time, of control, but also this idea of trust. And I think that that, um, that adds a little element to this idea of patience. It's such a great word, and, great and word. it reminds me of... A podcast podcast that we had had. in July of 2021. Maybe you remember Dr. Sarah Schnitzer who came on the show and talked to us about the work she was doing in her psychology lab related to the virtue of patience. And she said something really interesting interesting. across multiple studies that she's found from others. She's found found understanding why one is waiting or suffering greatly influences how well one waits or suffers. Or suffers. We're talking about patience here. We're thinking about 
waiting and suffering. And so the idea is that when athletes understand why they're doing why they're doing something, there's a greater level of trust that will help them in their help them in their longer forbearance forbearance to that which they're striving for. And she gave examples of um, um, young athletes who were running a uh, you know training for a five k five k provide money provide money to support. Um, um, uh, some uh, international some, uh, international organization, organization that there was a great deal of greater patience patience there because there. of the why you understand why you understand what's at stake here and what the here what the goal is. She also talked about she also talked about elite athlete of elite athlete and in the ways in which they struggle with struggle with have anxiety have anxiety patients patients within the training within the training if perfectionism is perfectionism is the end the end goal the end goal as opposed to you know improvement or something a little bit more. Or something a little bit more healthy, healthy as a goal. So it's really interesting the way that interesting she, the way that she's been studying this, and studying that um, that. Um, and I think there's there's and I think there's coaches, coaches, that, that, coaches that we need to help our athletes help see them. what the end goal is or see the why, and they will be better suffering through what needs to happen. They will be better at trusting us and teammates in order to be able to see be able to see what needs to happen. What the goal is. Yeah, I think, too, coaches are notorious for control, right? <clears throat> We're known for keeping information inside ourselves, for keeping athletes guessing, those sorts of things. And what you just described might be um, an example of why that, that could be counterproductive. I mean, ultimately, we want we will say things like we want athletes hungry. We want them just to keep working. We want them to trust us. Um, and yet... Uh, in their humanity, they um, will perform better when they can see the big picture. I find in coaching, probably the, the main thing I do is set context. I mean, a big part of what are we doing today? Why are we doing it? What have we done? Where have we come from? Um, what ultimately is our, um, our next step or our next goal? Uh, how are we going to get there? Um, and that's a that's a collective. That's a big group of people that you say that to, and that's an individual because each individual answer is slightly different. And so, I think uh, all good coaches sort of do this in some ways. They set context. They set they they give athletes reasons to do what they're doing right right in front of them, and reasons to continue on with that effort, that patience, that forbearance, um, and really when. <laughs> when an athlete gets that, and particularly when things aren't going well for them, when an athlete gets that and still contributes to the team in a big way uh, through their posture, their attitude, their work ethic, um, encouragement to other players, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. To be honest, that is a, that is a, a real strength. It's the mark of, of an excellent team that you'll have um, – because of the ebbs and flows of a season, rarely is it perfect for one player all the time. And so to be able to uh, see the big picture, it's a, that's a gift to have athletes like that. So, I mean, we're talking about athletes that at this point, um, I'm talking about college-level athletes, you know, adults, 18 to, and beyond. But it, this can have an application at a much younger age as well. Uh, and so I think it, it, it'll be slightly different, but that 
that idea of making it clear, making it known, providing the why, providing the context, uh, nurtures and and probably develops the patient's process. I'm reminded of this, especially as you mentioned, young athletes. I'm in the midst of I'm in the midst coaching, of my, coaching my son's son's youth soccer, uh, youth soccer team, and so and so it's a, an act itself, an act a lot of times, a lot of times. But there, there's less there, there's less um, uh, there's I get less questions about the why. about the why are we doing this, and more questions about the what. They just kind of want to know what. And I think there's something there that actually they want to. They want to know what I'm all about. What I'm all about, and they want to know if they can trust me. They can trust me. And so questions are: Hey, what, are we going to scrimmage today? When are we going to scrimmage? Or are we going to have? Or are we going to have? You know, snacks after you know, snacks after our games. That's those type of things. Those things, things that really matter. The things that really matter. Kids in youth sport. Kids in youth sport. This level. At least at this level. And so there's a lot. And so there's a lot. They're they're testing. Uh, to see if it's worth it to put up with what I'm saying. With what I'm saying. Do I know? Do I know what I'm doing? I set things up in a certain thing up in a certain way. And so what I've tried to make clear with them this season, I've, I've not done this in the past, but there's a, a good friend of mine from grad school who also coached school, school, soccer for his soccer for his son. He says I always says I about about the three S three S when coaching soccer. So every day at a at soccer practice that we have it, you know, once a week, twice a week, whatever, twice a week, whatever. I ask the kids. I ask the kids. Right at the end of practice. At the end of practice, did you sweat? Did you sweat? You're all sweating because you know what? You need to sweat. You're going to be a good athlete. You're going to get better. It's got to be effort. It's got to be effort. Did you smile? Did you smile? Did I see smile? Did I see smile? Did you smile and all? You should be having fun playing sports. And then the third one. And then the third one is skills. Do you feel like? Do you feel like? You know, we were working on. We were working on the most important thing. Right, important thing. Right, in a different way for you. In a different way for you. In the context. In the context. That is, this is all about. This is all about. I mean, you become a better player. A better player. Why you? Why you're here? Watch it have fun. Watch it have fun. You know what's going to be. You know what's going to be. I want you to develop in your skills. So I love talking about those three S's. S's. Because the kids can remember them. Kids can remember them now. Whenever they're getting the practice, they start talking about. They start talking about the really it's really cool. It's a matter of them now over time, over the last couple of weeks, being able to trust me, being able to trust me a little bit, understand what I'm all about, so that they can see what the end goal is, the end goal is that together, that together, and have patience together. Oh, I love that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to borrow the three S's. I'll use that uh, next time I, I, I think about setting contacts with my team. I think that's great. Um, yeah, and this was, I think, um, just the beginning of what we might explore in patience as it relates to sport. And, and to all of our listeners out there, we encourage you to explore not only patience, but all the fruits of the spirit as we think about how they might apply to sport. Until next time, thanks for listening to Sport Faith Life. Thanks for tuning in to the Sport Faith Life Podcast, a conversation at the intersection of sport and faith. Read the corresponding blog post and learn more about us at sportfaithlife.com. Listen to more of our podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media to stay up to date with everything sport and faith. Life.